say the game is getting old. Monday morning and your coffee's cold. Life is not what you want it to be. Hello everyone and welcome to A New Direction. My name is Jay Izzo and... Bam! Wow! Zowie! Kapow! Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I'm telling you what. We have done it again. What a great show. What a great person. What a great human being. Rob Jollis joins us today. And wow! he is He's not just a friend. He's one of the best friends of this show. He has written this book right here. I know that some of you can't see it. But my gosh, this thing is how to run seminars and workshops. Oh, my gosh. Listen, folks, let me tell you something. We are in the midst of a pandemic. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. And let me tell you something about this. We're all on Zoom. Matter of fact, this is the first time we have ever done Zoom, right? I'm not even sure if it's working. Honestly, I don't know. I really don't know. But we're doing Zoom, all right? This is this is part of the new thing. And here's the thing about doing Zoom. We don't even really know. We, we don't even know what we're doing. Teachers are doing Zoom. And, and you know, people are out there, you know, you own your own business and you got to have Zoom meetings because you can't get together in your office and you're trying to do Zoom training and you can't do training because you, you can't and you're wearing masks and you can't get together and you can't do... Oh, it's just a disaster, right? Guess what? Rob Jollis... Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. You can see him over there. I know for those of you who are listening right now on uh, CastBox FM, and for those of you who are listening on 93.5 The Oak. Oh, let me do that again. 93.5 The Oak. Yeah, because of those folks who are listening on the radio, too, we just want to, the the book is fantastic, How to Run Seminars Workshop. We're going to talk to Rob. He's going to help us out here doing, doing our workshop thing, doing our summer thing, doing our speaker thing, doing the whole thing online because, you know, that's kind of where we're at right now. But before we get to him, let's do what we do every week, right? And you know what that is. You know what? We talk about your training, right, in the four areas of your life, right? Because here's the deal, right? Whenever we're going through tough things, whenever we are dealing with things that are just out of the ordinary, whenever we're being crushed, whenever we're being pressed under, whenever we are down in the dumps, guess what? At the end of the day, we're only as good as our training is. That's it. We're only we're only as good as that. And so you need to be training all four areas of your life. You need to be training the physical, the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual. Jay, how in the world do I do that? Well, let's talk about that, right? So let's talk about your training. Training physically, scale of 1 to 10, 1's miserable, 10's outstanding. What's your training like physically? And what I mean is, are you getting exercise? How are you doing getting your exercise? How are you doing, you know, eating right? How are you doing getting enough water? How are you doing getting enough sleep? How are you doing cutting back maybe the alcohol, maybe cutting back on the tobacco, those things, right? That's your training, right? On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you say that you're doing out there, right? Five is average, right? Because, see, that's that's your training, right? The physical one is easy, right? Because you kind of go, well, you know, you know, I haven't been doing really good. I haven't been getting the exercise I need to be getting. I haven't been doing it because you haven't been able to get to the gym. Don't make excuses, right? Listen, there's things, you can go to Home Depot for $1.65 and get yourself a cinder block. <laughs> do workouts, that's what I do, man, right? You can always do that, right? There's always a way, right? So how's your training in your physical area? That's the first one. Second area, how's your training mentally? What do I mean training mentally? Meaning, how are you doing training your mind? What are you doing to be an active participant in the training of your mind? Like reading books. Yeah, I don't know. Read this one. This is a pretty good one. I think that's a pretty good book, right? He's got a bunch of them, by the way, and we've done several of them on the show. Rob's got a bunch of books, but reading books, being an active participant in your learning, doing something with your mind, improving your mind, Pushing yourself, pressing yourself, learning things that you don't know. Take up a foreign language. You know, take up an instrument. Do something that's actively engaging your mind, right? Not just don't let the news tell you what to think, right? Be an active participant in your thinking, right? On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you guys say you're doing out there? 1 being miserable, 10 being outstanding, 5 average. And then you got to ask yourself, you know, okay, why are you that way? And then what are you going to do to change it? And I don't mean changing from a 4 to a 10. I mean from a 5 to a 6 or 3 to a 4. All right, so you got two numbers. There's your two. Then there's then there's the third, the, the emotional piece, right? And you go, how do you train emotionally? Okay, well, look. Has anybody ever cut you off in traffic? That's training. Because if you can, if you can be intentional about how you're emotionally responding, that's your training. 
How is it when things go wrong, how well are you able to control your emotions? That's emotional training. How well are you able to tap into and understand the emotions of other people? That's emotional training. How is your emotional grammar? That's emotional training. What are you going to do to change that? How can you be better? Whatever that number is. And then finally, the fourth area, the spiritual area. And, and, you know, let me tell you something about the spiritual area. A lot of people don't understand spiritual area. Let me just ask you this one question. Do you have plans for the future, yes or no? Any plans? Do you have any plans for the future? Yes or no? Well, probably your answer is yes. So you believe they're going to be happening, right? But they haven't happened yet. That's called faith. That's called faith. See, we all believe that something's going to happen. That's, that's a spiritual connection. Even though it hasn't happened, we believe that it's going to happen. Even if it's that this pandemic is someday going to end, we have faith that it will end. That's spiritual. Because we don't know. Do we? For sure. You know, the other, the other piece of that is if you remove the physical, the mental, and the emotional, and you threw those all aside, whatever you have left, and you do have something left, that's spiritual. Whatever gives you back to center, whatever brings you back to a sense of peace, whatever brings you back to your core, maybe it's God, maybe it's meditation, maybe it's nature, whatever it may be, that's spiritual. And on a scale of 1 to 10, how's that training working out for you? And if it's not working, maybe you got to do something to change it. Right? And those are your four areas. And, you know, those four areas are like the legs of a chair. Right? Here's the deal with the legs of a chair, right? If you think of those four areas as legs of a chair, if you, if you sit on the chair uneven, right, what does it do to your posture? Over time, it just creates havoc. Right? At the same time, if the chair is too low, what happens is you can't sit at a normal table and eat. And so we want to bring up all four legs of the chair together. And we want to do that in such a way that what we're doing is we're well-balanced, but we're also at the right height. And speaking of somebody who's well-balanced, although he may argue with me on that on some occasions, his name is Rob Jollis. He is a sought-after speaker, best-selling author. Rob Jollis teaches, entertains, and inspires audiences worldwide, literally worldwide. He has more than 30 years of experience and teaches people how to change minds. He has programs on influence and persuasion, global demand, and he's such global demand. He reaches organizations in North America, Europe, Africa, Far East, and... Who all knows where? And you know what? He not only just shows clients the how-to, but he shows them the why-to. And he stirs individuals and companies to create real, lasting change. He he still does he still does keynotes and workshops, right? You'd think he'd slow down. He's never going to slow down. And he works with Global 100 companies. His best-selling books include such titles as Customer-Centered Selling, which I don't know that we've done yet, How to Run Seminars Workshop, which we are doing, and so many more. And they've been translated in dozens of languages. And he lives in Great Falls, Virginia. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show. And welcome back to A New Direction, my friend... Rob Joss. Welcome back, Rob. You know, I listened to you come out, shot like a cannon, and I, I thought I felt like I was at a professional wrestling match. <laughs> what are you going to do when these arms wrap themselves around you, brother? Uh, uh, go? <laughs> it's good to be here. Thank you, Jay. You know what, though? Here's the thing. And, and you know, you, you, we talk about this in the You talk about this. We talk about this. You talk about this in the book. You know, the truth is, whenever we're online, uh, you have to bring that enthusiasm, that energy, uh, into an online environment. And uh, you kind of allude to this in the book that when we're in online, even though you don't, you're not a big fan of online fights, by the way, I'm not either because I love the energy of the crowd. I mean, we're, we are, we, you know, we are actors, we have a base of acting and we just love that interaction energy. But the truth of the matter is whenever you do anything online, whatever energy I do in front of people, I have to wrap that up because you because right because it becomes it becomes more difficult from an energy standpoint not 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 just for me as as a presenter but also for the listener correct well yeah and i i would like to say that uh, that fourth edition came out in 2016 so uh in 2016 why would i be a fan of online trade <laughs> um, particularly when you saw so many people starting to break into not even live online training, right. but a lot of six to eight minute videos and saying, there, we're all trained up now. 
So, um, yeah, I was angry. Yeah, I had a grudge. <laughs> and uh, I know Jay has read my book. You know, who starts a chapter with, I don't even believe what I'm about to write. <laughs> but it, I didn't want to be the guy standing out in front of his house, you know, screaming, get off my lawn. Right. So, I, you know, online training was a common. However, wow, we're in 2020. Uh, it's, you know, my opinion has changed somewhat (laughs) and and I'll go a step further. You know, when you hear about, you know, Rob Giles, big shot in global demand here, there, everywhere, that's good. That's exciting. And yes, I have uh, over two and a half million miles in the air in my career, not using a lot of them right now, but I will tell you this, uh, I spent 35 years trying to figure out how do I do what I do? Do it well. Do it like a professional. Try and do it better than any other human being and not be away from my family and right. my friends right. and, and maintain a functional life at home. So I'm all in on embracing this now. And, and of course, there's there's a beginning, middle and end to all these events in life. We are going to travel again. But I hope when it's all over, uh, I'm, at least a third of my programs are, are online delivery, right. but they'll be delivered live, not through YouTube. So let's 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 just talk about you know I I was you know there's so much we could talk about when it comes to online workshops and seminars and training, but let's just talk about your the the book and how it relates because one of the things that as I went through your book the second time right because I I read I read the book all the way through and then I go back through and I take notes on the book second time through, and so I started rereading it and I went back to chapter one, and the truth of the matter is we got a lot of people who are out there who are online, but the same principles that you start off with chapter one apply to what we do online. And that is part one is of your, of the book, uh, you know, how to run seminars and workshop is getting started. <laughs> well, I think that's a fantastic start. So if a lot of people are creating their own seminar business right now. And so why don't we just, why don't we just start that? You know, there are people who are trying to create their own seminars or trying to do their own thing. You have right out of the gate, chapter one, you say you got to brand yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, uh, it's just, it's actually like writing a book. And Jay, you're familiar with this too. Uh, the fact of the matter is the first thing a publisher is going to ask is, well, what makes this different? And the mm. second thing they're going to ask is, how contained is this idea? You, When you have a book or an idea or a business for everyone, you basically have a business for nobody. Mm. So which piece of that pie are you going to grab and you're going to build out? And that's where the branding comes in. I also want to just take one step back and say, in terms of this getting started, uh, I'm glad we're on video. So people are watching the video. When you do watch the video, you'll notice I'm wearing a sports coat. Don't really wear sports coats around the house a whole lot, (laughs) but I wear them when I'm in training and and when I'm, when I'm uh, working professionally. So why wouldn't I put it on now? And oh, by the way, once I start and I get warmed up, I take my jacket off. So right. why wouldn't I take the jacket off? But you know, the weird thing, and we'll get there in this conversation, is the more I, I keep looking at everybody wanting to make dramatic changes between the way we work live and the way we work online, the more I look at it, the more I think, hey, don't make so many changes. Right. Bring the heat. Bring the energy. Why wouldn't we? I, I, you know, people can't see, but I'll tell you right now, I'm not doing this interview sitting down. I, right. when I'm a, when I, when I train, I'm standing up, and that's exactly the way I'm going to conduct this because I get a little more energy standing up. Right. I wish our teachers would remember that when they're teaching across the country. Of, I'm pretty sure they're standing up in their classroom. Are they standing up now? Mm. Mm. Great point. His name's Rob Jollis, book styled How to Run Seminars and Workshops, uh, by the way, available. Uh, you know, the branding piece is really, really important. And and I I think, too, that because we do have teachers and, you know, we have speakers who are trying to figure themselves out. We have authors who are trying to figure out because they're no longer speaking. Uh, we have business people who are trying to figure out how to do training with their people. I, I think what happens is they take for granted their own personal brand. And I started thinking about this in terms of what you wrote is, you know, when you're, when we, you and I speak, right. When, when we're out there, we, there's a brand that we bring with us as a speaker, you know, I know what I can count on from Rob Jaws. People know what they can count on from Jay Izzo. There's that piece of the brand 
that has to come forward too, right? And uh, the, the personal brand, not just not just the brand of what you're going to do in your seminar, but your own personal brand has to come with that too, correct? Exactly. Jay, I think um, that's a really good point you're making. I think there's a st- almost a style brand mm. and there's a content brand. So uh, style meaning, you heard Jay open up this show. And quite frankly, I got a lot of energy, but I, I can't open it up like that. That's Jay's style. Right. And the moment I attempt to copy and, and, and that style, I become less authentic. I'm not myself. So part of that branding we're talking about is what, what is authentic to us? Uh, I'm sure we'll get at sustaining interest in this conversation, but I can tell you right now that humor is one of about 35 different ways to sustain interest. <laughs> right. So again, if that doesn't fit into your style brand, then leave it. I'll show you 34 other ways. You will find a couple for you. So there's the style approach and then there's the content. And what we don't want to be teaching is the history of the world. Okay. So for instance, <laughs> I'm typically on persuasion and influence. Right. I'm home there. Um, yes. I've been training trainers for so long. That's worked its way in as well, but that's, that's more like a look behind the curtain of right. what I've been doing for 35 years. Right. But that's my space. That's my place. And one last thing, but I can't tell you how many times I've had companies come up and say, oh, sales, persuasion, that's great. Yeah, we, we, we're looking for a marketing guy, sales, marketing, same thing. Wonder if you could come on in and talk to us. And that's a very dangerous place that speakers, particularly hungry speakers right now, right. have to be very careful not to leave your branding area because uh, take a look at the statistics of what happens when you have an unsatisfied customer. And marketing and sales, I guess they're in the business classes together, but couldn't be more different, have very little to do with each other. Right. And um, quite frankly, I, I, I think they, um, we, we have to be very careful not to stray. Oh, I agree. I agree with you. I, I'll tell you something else. Not only do we have to be careful not to stray, I think especially in these online environments, and you talked about this in chapter two, we have to be careful because we're dealing with mostly adult audiences and there is a difference in training an adult audience than there is training children. You talk about that, but even in an online environment, we have to be we have to be really cautious because right? I mean, let's talk about some of those things that we have to here we are online, you and I. We have an adult audience. Look, let's be honest. Everybody, look, there's, it, we are in 64 countries around the world. Everybody that seems to be listening to this program is a professional of some sort, by the way, and you seem to be doing very well. Congratulations, wherever you are uh, in the world. And so we have these great professionals because they love books and they love business books and they want to find out something to read. But teaching them in an online environment, teaching them in general, comes with some issues. Let's talk about a few things in trying to teach adults that we may want to take a look at. Sure. Uh, you know, it's funny with kids. And, and again, I've, I've been invited to speak at a bunch of universities. I rarely twice, by the way, because I don't think they uh, particularly love my message. But the fact of the matter is we can get away with a lot teaching kids, uh, right. the environment. We'll put them in a trailer if we, we don't have enough classrooms. We'll, uh, you know, behave or we'll send you to the principal's office. Uh, we can't send adults to principal's offices. Uh, we have to be very careful about the environment that we're creating. And so right off the bat, uh, and, and oh, by the way, I wish teachers would do more of this. Uh, I really believe one of the most important adult learning characteristics is they have to understand that what it, why there's a need to learn what it is they're about to learn. You know, in school, I remember specifically in math class asking, uh, now this logarithm thing here, <laughs> I'm just curious, sir, um, when, we, when exactly will we be using this? And I mean, it looked like a, a scene out of Oliver. It, you know, flog him, bug him, take him out and flog him. I mean, I, you know, I, it's like I asked for more porridge. Um, <laughs> you know, how dare you ask such a horrible question? Well, I wish teachers would do it, but you don't do that with adults. You just blow in and start talking about a topic. And I'm just giving you one example. Without telling people what's in it for them to learn this topic, you're going to lose that audience. And you're not sending them to the principal's office when they start misbehaving, which is read a newspaper. I mean, they're they're checking out. And oh, by the way, online, they're really checking out. Cameras off, muted. 
We don't even know if they're in the same room. They're probably making an omelet downstairs. <laughs> ah, that is awesome. Uh, his name is Rob Jaws. The book is titled How to Run Seminars and Workshops, Presentation Skills and uh, for Consultants, Trainers, Teachers, and Salespeople. Uh, the book's available at bookstores and everywhere where books are stole, uh, sold, especially as <laughs> stole. <laughs> Wherever you can steal books, steal that. No, sold. Uh, by the way, Amazon uh, available as well. And uh, you're listening to Rob Jaws and Jay Izzo here on A New Direction. Hey, everybody, listen, you know how much I love uh, my two sponsors because these two sponsors have been so good to me, and we are so grateful for their financial support of the show. The first one's Epic Physical Therapy. Look, I use them. They're my they're my physical therapist. And matter of fact, there are a lot of people's physical therapists. Matter of fact, professional athletes even come and see them. And uh, people who sometimes it's injury surgery. Sometimes it's just because people want to move and feel better. Right? Here's the thing: the elite team at Epic Physical Therapy will provide you with a customized treatment plan that's tailored to your individual needs, whatever they may be. So whether they have this experience of training professional athletes, young athletes, old, young, it doesn't matter. Look, when you're ready for epic relief, epic recovery, and epic results, don't look any further. Go to epicpt.com. That's E-P-I-C-P-T dot com. And Linda Craft and Team Realtors, you know what, for 35 years, they have been at the top of the real estate game, and they've been helping people all over the world. And you say, how do they help people all over the world when they're locally owned? That's exactly how they do it, because they're not nationally affiliated, they are locally owned. Therefore, they've created relationships with the best experts in real estate all over the world. So regardless of where you're at, you can start with Linda Craft and her team, and they can match you up with the best expert for your home needs, whether that's buying, selling, whatever it may be for you. Look, they are the relationship realtor. They, they, that's the reason they've been around for 35 years. So why not go with the ones where their own clients call them the legends of customer service? You can really find out. Linda's been doing it for 35 years. She's trained her team exactly the same way. It's so consistent. And she's still there, by the way, every day. Matter of fact, she's probably listening to the show right now. So if you want to learn more about the relationship realtor, the dream team realtor, why not why not go to lindacraft.com? That's L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T dot com. And we're back here on A New Direction with uh, Rob Joss and his book, How to Run Seminars and Workshops. And we're talking about online and some of the things that we need to think about before we just go online and decide to put this stuff up and say, well, I'm, I'm going to create my own seminar. We've talked about Brandon. We've talked about adults. But I think there's something I want to go back to before we were on the break that you said. And it's the, you know, it's the, the, the WIFM, right? That I think we're not thinking about. If you're if you're going to conduct any sort of Zoom meeting, uh, well, it doesn't matter, Zoom or other, right? But let's let's just talk because people are thinking, man, what can I do? The one question you have got to ask that Rob just pointed out is, when when you have people who are sitting in the Zoom meeting, just like you know when I do the show, the question becomes from everybody. I, I try to do a show and go, well, what's in it for me, Jay? What? Why should I tune into the show? Well, I hope you want to tune into this show because Rob has written this great book and that we're living in a world right now where we have moved from being face-to-face to to having to be uh, doing this on a Zoom type of format or some sort of, um, you know, digital format, if you want to call it that, or video format, if you want to call it that. And so what's in it for me becomes very important to the entire audience. Let's talk about what's in it for me because I think we take for granted that we think we know what's in it for them but we really need to think through that process don't we yeah actually there's three levels of it believe it or not it's it's a little more complicated than you think and if i spend an hour working on a presentation and in that hour i might spend 20 minutes that hour working on my opening probably another five minutes working on my closing that's where my attention goes that of that 20 minutes now in the opening i'm spending about 10 to 15 minutes on that one piece because Uh, Listen, if I whispered in everybody's ear who's anxious about speaking on Zoom and I said, oh, guess what? I'm from the future. I just saw your audience. They all, every single one of them can't wait to hear what you're going to talk about. I think everybody would be pretty calm. Well, of course I can. And so um, we have to address that. And it comes in three levels. 
There is a personal with them. Let's use that word now. What's in it for me? Okay. Uh, with them. And, and that's a piece of the audience. Unfortunately, they don't come with signs on their heads. So I don't know which ones they are. There is a job with them, meaning I'm going to help you uh, personally. Um, this will help you on the job. And believe it or not, there's a, a corporate with them because sometimes we've got more of the um, you know higher level senior people in there who really um, don't care that uh, what you're about to show them is going to make their life easier. They want to know if it's going to increase the bottom line profit of the company. If I address all three in a creative manner, story, analogies, and quotes, but really think that out and nail that right out of the chute, then what we're going to talk about now, we're going to talk about all those other nice things. They'll take care of themselves. But we've got to address that if you, and I don't know a better way to say it, but it's almost a greed from the audience. They should be greedy. I, I want every member of my audience to be greedy because if you are, and I'm bringing the goods today, we're going to get along great. Think of the alternative, Jay. Think of an audience that really doesn't care whether they learn something or not. Actually, you know, it's, it's hot outside. I'm just glad to get a little air conditioning and some lemonade. Uh, that's a tough audience. So we want the audience to come in with a chip on their shoulder and demand to know what's in it for them. Let's not take 10 minutes to get there. Let's nail that thing right out of the chute. Then we can start getting into more of the presentation, how, why, et cetera. But that's that whiff them. Those are those levels. You know, that's interesting that it's interesting that you say that because, you know, I think sometimes presenters think, well, I just, I just want them to pay attention. But the truth of the matter is if they are not hungry, Right. You, you do not want you do not want an apathetic audience that gives you a deer in a headlight look. You know, I mean, there, there's nothing worse. By the way, there's nothing worse than that. And I think the one thing that sometimes you get in Zoom calls in sometimes when we're doing some of these Zoom trainings or these online trainings, I think what happens is people are so distracted. Right. And this this comes down to another piece that you talk about in this book called motivating uh, your people. Right. And. You know, there's, you know, I'm as a psychological professional, I get all the time question of, can you really motivate anybody? And, you know, the truth of the matter is for us, we say, well, you know what, you know, there's extrinsic motivation, intrinsic motivation, but the truth of the matter is if you're not intrinsically wanting to be motivated, it's really pretty tough for me to extrinsically try to motivate you because it's, it's, it's probably not going to work or it's going to be temporary. But let's talk about motivating people as a speaker, because we, we really do have some, there are some techniques and some things that we can do to help motivate people along. Let's, why don't we talk about some of those? Okay. But you know, and, and I will, I just want to go back on something because I don't want to run through that stop sign that, okay. that just came up. You right. hit on something that's really important and it's logical, but it's not instinctive. You mentioned the fact that some people can't be motivated. Okay, mm. in the world of training, the world of delivery, sometimes those people who can't be motivated can be what we call snipers. In other words, mm. they're not that happy to be there. They're not going to they're not going to be motivated. And the instinctive move is to fawn all over them, to win them over, to really take care of that individual. Jay, I'm going to be the guy that changes Larry's life today. Mm. <laughs> hey, for Rob. The problem <laughs> is, and it's a, you know, it's a beautiful thought. The problem is that guy, Larry, who's giving you, who, who can't be motivated, every single person in the room knows that this is the Larry show. Whenever there's a speaker or training, it becomes dominated by this killjoy. And the novice and amateur trainers and speakers want to somehow magically fix that person in front of the room. And you know what? The reality is let them go. If you could spend three quarters of your program trying to take care of this knucklehead, you're going to lose the other 98% of the room doing it. So I ask you, you want the 98% or do you want the 2%? Right. I want the 98%. I won't be rude. I won't be mean. But I'll tell you one thing. A young, um, untrained Rob Jollis, his instinct was, I'll be the guy that turns that life around. And guess what? I still got that in me. But you know when I'll turn that life around? During a break, after the program, on the phone sometime. But not now, not today. We got work to do. Okay. Right. 
Just wanted to get that out there because that's a really well, good point but, you but, sort of leaned on for a you, second. You, but you know what? That is really a great point because it's also a great point for the online piece as well because here's the thing is that you're going to have you, – you know, you do a big enough webinar, and I have I have spoken at big enough webinars where, you know, there's, you know, 100, maybe more people, you know, faces all over, right? And I have no idea who it is. But there's always that person who's distracting, Right. They're, they're doing something in there and they're right. They're trying to do something. The beautiful thing is you can mute them <laughs> regardless of what they do, but they still want to be distracting whatever they want to do. I think that becomes the problem for some, sometimes for younger speakers is they look at that one guy and go, how can I get that guy's attention? How do I get his, right. how do I get him back on to my side? Right. And you're, you're so right. You know, as we've done this for so many years, what happens is we kind of go, okay, you know what? I do want to get that guy, but it's not going to happen during this time. And and I think that's that's just really critical that, you know, when people are online doing their presentations that, you know what, you just have to let people go, have that conversation. And by the way, the one thing about you doing this book, by the way, which is awesome, is you give this, I think it's a six-step approach to dealing with that sniper or that problem person in the book and how you go about doing it in a really, uh, I would say, strong but yet uh, and, a non-confrontational but strong way of being able to convey your message and getting your message across. So I, I just want to point that out because that is in the book. But let's 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 go back. I know I've kind of rambled there a little bit, but it just it really was important to me thinking about that online as well. So let's go back. Let's go back to that net, that last piece. Okay, so we're talking about motivating people. Right. And again, I, I see, can, seem to be dancing all over, but please understand, as a professional speaker, as any really good speaker, uh, my dad for years, when he was alive, used to introduce me to his friends. He'd go, it's my boy. He's a motivational speaker. <laughs> and, and, you know, for the first couple of years, I go, uh, Dad, actually, um, I, I bring information to students in a creative manner. You know, and he just wasn't buying it. Even, you know, the old guys hanging around the table, what? So after a while, I went, yes, yes, I am. Yes. Hey, I'm, I, I'm Chris Farley. I, I'm that motivational speaker. <laughs> and I live in a van down by the river. I'm, I'm that guy. If you want me to be. Uh, just so we all understand, uh, motivating, entertaining, inspiring an audience, in, in fact, is the easy part of what we do. Right. Okay. Uh, where a pro gets their, their speaking mic and their wings is when we do that, which is obvious, and we have real, live, great content that 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 changes an audience's world. And it and and, and like I said, the entertaining, inspiring, motivating part. Yeah, I wouldn't be in business if I couldn't do that. But if, for the people who are struggling right now as speakers are the ones that could only motivate audiences. Uh, so I caution everyone as we talk about motivating to remember um, this is a little byproduct, but what is at the heart of your message is that content. And you're going to learn that content, not only how to deliver it, but how to deliver it in a motivating and inspiring way. So, okay. So how do we motivate an audience? Well, one, we tell them what's in it for them. Two, uh, I, I think actually what motivates an audience in a sense is letting them know what we expect out of them, which sounds kind of strange that how motivational is that? Well, actually I'm trying to clean out all the mess that has occurred through the umpteen years of teaching. And again, teachers are great. I love teachers. My, my wife was a teacher, a teaching, teaching, good teaching. But unfortunately for the most part, there wasn't a whole lot of motivation in there. So we're sort of guilty until proven innocent. So there are no pop quizzes. There's none of that kind of nonsense stuff. We're going to just inspire this audience through content, through um, letting them know exactly what we expect out of them. And then obviously uh, you heard Jay, a very motivational audience. We can motivate audiences simply by the way we bounce our voice up and down, the way and I'm not just telling, Jay has some bad habits too, but what his habit is not in the bad habits. I don't know what they are yet, Jay. I just don't want to fall <laughs> all over you. You do really well. And I actually wrote a note telling myself on my podcast, I got to do this more. You pause well. And pausing is one of the, I think, one of the most uh, forgotten communication tactics. Because when you pause, I don't go reading a book or walk away. I start leaning in. 
Uh, you're pulling me into that message. So and if all I do is keep throwing fastballs at you, bah, 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 anybody can get a fastball. But what you do and what kind of gets an audience is when we change the pitches up. I'll throw some fastballs, but I'm going to throw some change-ups too. I'm going to throw some curveballs. And those are defined as my pitch is going to move around. My pace is going to change. I am going to lay something out there and leave it. And I'm not going to be afraid of silence. When we do that, we start pulling that audience in. And, uh, you know, just to, you know, flat out motivate an audience, you tell them what's in it for them. You let them know what you expect out of them. And you up those delivery skills and you're, pull it, you're going to start inspiring an audience, particularly if we've got great content in there as well. You can't fall asleep on content. That's why we're there. His name's Rob Jollis. The, the book's entitled How to Run Seminars and Workshops. We're talking about applications, by the way, that apply really both both ways, they, online or face-to-face. And by the way, it, someday we probably are going to get face-to-face, right? I mean, that's the truth. Someday we're going to get there. We're going to come to town before this pandemic. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get together, and we're going to have conferences, and we're going to speak again. But it may not be for a while. So in the interim, while we, we, we don't have that, we need, to, we need to arm ourselves, right? You heard me talk about training. Here's what Rob's doing for you right now. He is training you, training you how to give the best online presentation of yourself and your material. All right, that's what he's doing. Okay, and, and it's really it's really fundamentally important. And what happens is, you know, I think so often, Rob, you know, you, you and I have been doing this for years. And so often what happens is people, when they have to change modalities, and I'm, what I'm talking about is going from the stage to behind the computer, there's an adjustment to changing modalities. There, there just is. Change is change. And it's, and it's a very difficult adjustment. I'm having to look at a camera right now, right? And I'm having to make love. I, I, I tell people I make love to the camera, right? Because if you, do not, if you do not love your camera, what happens is you can lose your presentation skills. You actually talk about this in the book. I think you talked about you had to put a face uh, sometimes you had to put a face on the camera, right? Right around that dot, I used to put a face on there with <laughs> eyes and a nose. So to remind me, by the way, Jay, to not do one of the most basic mistakes that we make, which is we keep looking at the screen at the eyes of the person we're talking to when we're Zooming. And the reality is that is not looking them in the eyes. Right. The dot above your uh, the top of your screen, or you've got a, a small camera above that, that's the eyes of your audience. Right. And so, yeah, I actually put a post around there to remind me, there they are, not down there, up, bring it up. <laughs> you know, I, I have, what I have done for myself that gives me a little bit of an eye shift is I have this great big giant monitor that is connected to one of the laptops that I have in front of me here. And so that I can look at the monitor and basically kind of look at you while I'm looking at the camera is what I do. So I have this giant monitor. I think it's just important that you have these little tricks of the trade. And speaking of tricks of the trade, one of the things that you have created when you comes to developing, uh, when it comes to developing a great seminar is in chapter seven, and it's called the secret of success, selling your presentation. And you, uh, what? You're going there. (laughs) You're opening up that can of worms. (laughs) I am going, I am going there and I'm going to tell you why, because when I read it again for the fourth time, right, because I've been reading this over, get you popper. I've been reading it over and over again. I kept saying to myself, you know what? It's really an important set of concepts, regardless of whether we're online or whether we're face to face. And you kind of briefly started talking about the utility piece of it. And you, you popper is a, acronym it's u-p-p-o-p-p-r and you also have a shortened version of it uh as well for um you know people are doing keynotes or something like that which a lot of people may be doing but i think it's really i think we should at least visit some of this some of these pieces um because i think like i said the more i read it the more i was going all right let's talk about utility right because we've already been doing it so let's talk about you, Popper, and why this is so important. Because the truth of the matter is, we want to be successful at doing this. And this, yeah. this all right, turn me loose. Turn me loose. Go, Jay. go, go, turn brother. Turn me loose. Uh, okay. You know the 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 situation is this. 
we have for years been fed this model that we learned in 10th grade and we're dragging it around as adults of this, tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, then tell them what you told them. Yay, we're all trained up. Uh, well, you talk me, I, I, this is a lot, I do this with audiences all the time as I go over this, I'll tell them, when we're done, just talk me out of it. Tell me which one we don't want to do. But this tell them what we're going to tell them is it, it's it's bad medicine. Obviously, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell you. OK, but what about these other pieces? So look, tick me down as I go. U stands for utility. We nicked that one. I am not getting into my material until I tell you what's in it for you to learn where we're about what, what we're about to talk about. That's our utility get through it to analogy, story, something, put time, folks, put time into that utility. That's the biggest piece of what you're about to do. You do this right, and the rest of them are going to, I'm going to like them, but you, but you can make mistakes from here on in. So utility, U, P, stands for product. In one sentence, what's the big picture of what you're about to talk about? I just wrote a piece, Jake, and, and you know, I'm not the only guy, but I massaged this quote, which says, basically, how do you know you're lost if you don't know where you're going? Okay, it's it'd be like I'm I'm gonna put you on ways. We're gonna we're gonna give you some street by street directions, but I'm not giving you the address. Okay, trust me, you'll get there. Well, how do you know if you if you're lost if you don't know what the address is? So in one sentence, doesn't an audience deserve to know? Here's what Jay and Rob are gonna talk about today. Now before you can go, well specifically, what I got you covered because the next P is gonna stand for process, meaning, all right, here's the three things we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about online. We're going to talk about delivery skills. Might even talk about Rob and his beautiful dog that he has. <laughs> Whatever you want. Those are the three pieces. <laughs> Although I do think we're a little careless on how we're going to do it. Meaning, remember I told you adults don't, adults don't like pop quizzes? Well, sometimes in corporate environments, there is going to be a test or there's going to be a role play where we're going, we are going to measure how well you learned this. What do I want to do? Wait three days to, to tell you what's coming? Why wouldn't I tell you right out of the gate? We're going to be doing this, this, and this, and here's how we're going to do it. I'm going to show you video. I want you to take notes or don't take notes. In other words, adults have forgotten how to learn. Help them. So now we got a utility. We got a product. We got a process. And I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop Go you ahead. right there because we got to do, we got to do this. You're listening to Rob Jollis right here on A New Direction and his book, how to run seminars and workshops. We'll be right back after this. Hey, everybody, listen, I uh, got to tell you something. You know, my sponsors, Epic Physical Therapy, Linda Crafted Team Realtors, right? Two great sponsors. Love them to death, right? Epic Physical Therapy, two locations. They they serve athletes from all over the world, and they're fantastic. Listen, they their facility offers the most top-of-the-line equipment and advanced equipment, including the Alter-G anti-gravity treadmill, takes the pressure off your joints so that you can run, the Normatech compression sleeves, which, you know, just puts pressure on your joints so you can feel like you've got like an extra I feel like I've got an extra tendon right and then there's that game ready oh man that that 40 degree water that just freezes your leg and just takes the swelling out oh man it's awesome and other parts of your body look that's just a few of the things that they have. And by the way, they are trained and certified in the most comprehensive cutting-edge treatments available, including blood flow restriction therapy, therapy, sometimes known as BFR, dry needling, which I love. If you've ever had dry needling done, it's fantastic. And then cupping, right? You've seen the circles on the swimmer's back where they manipulate the muscle through the skin. Fantastic. Look, they are they are really the elite team. They have the elite equipment. And when you're ready for epic relief, epic recovery, and epic results, do not go anywhere else. Start with the folks at Epic Physical Therapy. You can learn more by going to epicpt.com. That's E-P-I-C-P-T.com. And Linda Craft and Team Realtors, you know what? Located in Raleigh and in part of the Research Triangle Park, you know what? For 35 years, they've been serving the world. They have been serving the world. And you know what? Even now, because they stay on the bleeding edge, that's right, we say the bleeding edge of technology when it comes to real estate, guess what? They can do things virtually. They have virtual experts. They are the virtual experts. And by the way, you know what really made their business so great over the years? It's because they made relationships. But beyond the relationship, you know what they understood is that they understood that the home was more than just something that you purchased. Because we all remember right? The memories, 
right? You never remember what your, how much your grandmother, grandfather paid for their house, but you do remember the memories that you had in them, right? And she understood that. And she understood that from day one, 35 years ago, that really a house is about the memories that are created. So when you're ready to go with the memory maker, why not talk to the folks at Linda Craft and team, right? And you can learn more by going to lindacraft.com. That's L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T dot com. And we're back here with Rob Jollis, and we are in the middle of U-Popper. We have just done the U, the P. We've done utility. We have done product. We have done process. And I cut him off right before we got to the O. Yeah. They, they, I, it was like a boxing match. I got in the chair. They, they, they cut one of my eyes. They opened me up. They closed another wound. I'm back off the chair. Bing, time. Look. Bing, time to get back in the ring. The All bell. right. Well, and he's got go. the bell with him. Unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway, I, don't, I don't just have the bell. Here's what happens when I say something funny. All right, right, let's keep going. So anyway, all right, so we got the objective. What do we expect? What what the audience can expect, all right? What what they can what we want from them when it's over. But the, the next two Ps, which um, you don't have to put in every keynote, but if you're doing training, where's your information coming from, mm. okay? Process justification. Uh, well, why that information? Why you? Uh, you see, you don't, again, talk me out of it. Let's just not tell them any of that. Why would they want to know who we are? Uh, so there's a process justification. And then I think one of the more obscure pieces, but one I love, and you got to shape the shot, Jay. It's not for every presentation, but sometimes you're going to have an audience that wants to learn the material, knows the big picture, gets where you're going, understands what you expect out of them, knows who you are. But, they, but they've tried and it hasn't worked before. Mm. They've failed at whatever it is. Mm. So it's, it's something that it's been difficult for them. So can we provide a, a proof source of we've used this here on Jay's show and it increased the, the listener count by 30% and I'm sure it's going to work for you as well. Something that builds confidence in that audience. The R in, in you poppers just simply because it can take four or five minutes to get through a you popper. Right. Uh, sometimes I'll just nickly, nick and lightly touch the utility, a little bit on the process, just transition in with, okay, so we're going to really show you some creative ways. Don't forget at the end, I'm going to be looking to see if you can remember bang and bang, and we're going to have a great time together. And whoop, off we go into that presentation. And and if somebody just heard me say five minutes, six, six minutes, I only got an hour. Who is this guy? Right. Remember, you can pay me now or pay me later in a presentation. You right. don't do these things and just go rolling into the presentation Good news is you're into the body faster than I am. The bad news is you have an audience that's unsettled. Few of them don't know where we're going. Few of them don't know why they're there. A few mm. of them don't think this is for them. Few of them don't understand who you are because they're the opinion leader in Raleigh. And now we got another guy that just came in here. So there's a mess in that audience and you don't know where it is. You know, we won't talk about it in this call. But again, one of the most difficult things for a speaker or a trainer is being sniped is having somebody come at them. And, and my belief is this, people don't wake up and go in the morning, go, I'm gonna have a bowl of cereal and then I'm gonna attack the speaker today. <laughs> people wake up and they don't know what the manager may have said, you're yeah. going to training or what they, they've got pushed into it. We blow in and go, how you doing? All right, so number one is bang. And you can understand there's a disconnect Let's take care of that audience. We do that. It'll be the most valuable five or six minutes you ever, ever use. And then roll away your, your content. They're ready for you now. Yeah, by the way, let me let me just say this about, about what he's talking about here, you popper. So these those worksheets are actually in this book. So you can actually pull those worksheets out and work them out for whatever speaking engagement that you're working, that you can do the whole utility, the product, the process, uh, the objective, Right, proof of you know you could do your 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 proof of sources, proof right. of ability, yes. uh, and then of course your review. Uh, I do want to say something that you know I don't think people pay attention to the proof of ability piece that you know does it, it has this worked anywhere else, right? But it's really really important. Matter of fact, so many uh, so many sales folks that are selling products that is their main core is proof of ability, right? I mean, think of the old vacuum cleaner salesman, right? Yeah, but will it work on really tough stains? You know, I mean, think about, you know, think about, you know, the tides or whatever, you know, the dishwashing or the, you know, laundry 
right? They want proof of ability. Is it going to work? And we can really miss this in our seminars or our workshops. And what we're doing is that people want some proof that, you know, I've done this before. You know, I don't want to do the insanity workshop thing, you know, where I'm just doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. I really need to know that they're going to be different results. I think that's part of, and I think that fits into the whole motivational piece. Do you not agree? I think it does. And I, you know, I'm, I'm going to zip around a little bit on that's you, good. but that's you know, fine. there's a piece in there and one of the tricks of the trade, by the way, you know, you'll find that authors don't know their books sometimes as well as readers who read it three or four times, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is in there, but uh, you know, I, I, there's a piece in there I wrote about said, think like a magician. Okay. Uh, I, I, and if you watch, and I spoke to a magician and this guy told me, he said, you know, when we put together an act, we'll take the best, second best trick we've got. I mean, knockout. We come right out of the gate with that one. Okay. Now for a speaker, that's your second best story, your second best quote, your second best analogy. I mean, load it up. It's time to throw heat coming out. Right. But they save their best trick for the end. Mm. Right. So We've, we've got their attention. We hit them with a U pop and we roll into material and now we're coming, we're getting ready to finish up uh, now before you're done. Now you tell the best story you've got. That's the one you're going to wrap on or the best slide or the best, whatever your best is. Don't put it in the middle somewhere. Don't lose it. Save it for the end. If you start strongly and finish strongly, Jay and I both want you to do a knockout job in the middle. Trust me. But a lot can be forgiven in the middle of a presentation. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, a hustle will get you through the middle of the presentation. You've got to start strongly and finish strongly. If you think like a magician, you'll do just that. I, I could not agree more. In psychology, we call it primacy and recency effects. Um, so much research has been done that we remember the very first thing and we remember generally the very last things on the list and we remember very little in the middle. And that, that's why it is critical that your beginnings and endings are really can stand out because if you should, if you, if you're going to stink, <laughs> stink in the middle. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to write gonna, that quote down and, and, and send that to Jay, <laughs> <laughs> make sure you put his name under there. Don't put Jollis on that one. Although you can put Rob Jollis was laughing at that one <laughs> and won't admit to it, but he did agree. Because yes. uh, I'm just telling you, if you just stink, stink in the middle. Don't stink at the end, and don't stink at the beginning. No, it's 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 really it's really true. It it it, and, and you're right because I mean, think about it. Every time you watch something, you remember kind of the first thing, you remember the last thing. We don't remember much in the middle. So, hey Jay, can I can I jump in just real fast? Sure, right? Just yeah. a, a stumbling block there because I think I'm hoping people go, oh, I'm going to do that. You know what gets in our way at the end? The Q and A. Mm. The Q&A frequently, what happens is we're just about ready to go. So I'd like to, and the customer comes up and says, could we have a, about five minutes of, of a clump, they won't say it, but of a clumsy, clunky Q&A. I know it looks good on paper, folks, but Q&As are not the most dynamic part of the presentation. Quite frequently, the audience struggles even coming up with a question or they're intimidated. So my point being that the air is coming out of the balloon, and then the person will say, "Any more questions?" But well, thank you, Jay. Give Jay a hand, and that was your that was your best trick. So you got to be ready. You just the way I kind of grabbed the mic from Jay just now, where he went, "Well, what's Jollis doing?" You got to say on that last question when a guy goes, "Well, we just uh, John, if I could finish with one last story, I'd like to leave you all and go into your story then, but be prepared." You're going to have to kind of grab that at back because the move is you, the audience, the person who brought you up, and you're hustled off stage going, I didn't get to my best trick yet, right. and off you go. So be careful of that one. You know what's interesting is you know you and I have been going back and forth and talking about you know how are we going to deal with this online training thing. And the truth of the matter is there's just really very little that is different between you know being face to face with someone and then doing stuff online the, maybe maybe one of the differences is that you know it's harder to do you know the the icebreaker activities you know maybe it's a little more difficult to do that and maybe it's a little bit more difficult to do some of the other seminar you know stuff that we normally do breaking up into small groups and doing things but really i think what people have to understand is that even in an online format there is a there is a predictable repeatable process 
But yeah, I think actually, Jay, it's almost more physical than the material, meaning you got to get yourself a good mic. You got to get yourself lit up properly. That's the two. Let's count them out. Let's tick them off. Right. You got so we got audio, we got lighting, we got backdrop, which is important. I got lucky. I, I happen to move into a house with a beautiful brick wall, and you know we're not all that lucky. Or for those of you who can't see, maybe we just hang a little brick wall behind us. Okay? <laughs> okay. We're all stuck at home. We all got. We don't want. We, I got a beautiful window back there. Not doing me any favors. When I when the camera goes on, right. so we can create, get that, get those pieces taken care of. Learn your Zoom, right. and one last thing, I, just a fast one. But you know, the instinct, Jay, is uh, well, we can share a screen. Let's show PowerPoint. We're all taken care of. The problem with that is, for for people that want to be dynamic and really go to the mic strong, is now you're the size of a postage stamp, and you just gave up that room. If you could, if this is being taped. You can see that for me, um, I, I actually have a small monitor, 19-inch monitor that I put behind me with some of the key pieces. Yes, I'll share my screen when I want to show a photo, when I want to go to video, when I want to do, but I don't really want to give up my screen a whole lot. So the days for online of heavy PowerPoint are over. It's either behind you or you're gonna to have to figure out another way, but you really don't wanna take your image and make it 5% of the screen because now we may be going to that blue light powerfully, but the audience can't see it. So be careful of that. That's, so there are adjustments being made for sure. By the way, that is awesome. That that screen that you have behind you is absolutely awesome and it's brilliant. It's like you to be brilliant. Well, well, it is, but I mean, uh, no, I didn't say that. I meant to say, I meant to say, we're evolving daily. I mean, fast. This was my fourth try at it. I was picking away at it. Um, by the way, Jay, I can make it available to your audience, whatever. But I have an equipment list that I've been building. Okay. If, you know, because 24-inch monitor was too big. 19 was just big enough. We have, so I, I can tell you how, what pole to put it on about the size you're gonna want. We can cool. talk about, I think a sit-stand option is no longer an option. I think you certainly can sit, but you're gonna to wanna to get up for these programs. So, uh, you know, how are we gonna do that? Veridesk will take care of us on that one. There's a, and I'm not, I don't have any relationships with right. these companies, but you know, Logitech is winning the wars on these cameras. I happen to be a Yeti guy on the mic, but we gotta think out this equipment. The, the cool part is, our materials will survive. You're going to have to adjust. But you really, it's more physical uh, than than our participant guides. Yeah, I agree. So, Rob, we've been on an hour already, and it goes so fast. I, I could be talking to you for another six, um, and it'd feel like three minutes. So do me a favor. How can people get a hold of you if they want to get more information, if they want to – uh, maybe do an, some online or maybe, you know, maybe eventually face-to-face -face training. How can they get a hold of you? And because I will also put the links to the Jollis.com on the blog post that's associated with the show, but how can people get in touch with you? Sure. I, you know, the easiest way to get a hold of me is just to go to J-O-L-L-E-S.com. Um, I actually, because, uh, you know, Jay's having too much fun with this. I actually started my own little tiny podcast called Pocket Size Pep Talks. So I'm on Apple with a very tiny little audience and fumbling my way and figuring this thing out, but love to have you on there as well. But, uh, and then Rob at J O L L E S.com. And I can send you this equipment list if you want, or we answer any questions you have, but that'd be terrific. His name is Rob Jollis, the book entitled how to run seminars and workshops available all over. He's been here. Hasn't he been great? I told you he was going to be fun and he's going to be funny. He's going to be informational and he's going to just give you so much benefit. And by the way, the book is going to give you a lot of benefit. And what we learned today is what? You know what? There's no, really not much difference between doing online and face-to-face. -face. You know what? Be inspired because as I say to you all the time, when you're inspired, that means you can inspire others. And when they're inspired, that in turn means that they can inspire other people. And this can make this world just a great place. I'm going to be back next week with another great book, another great guest. And it's going to be another great show. And as I say to you every week, ciao, everybody.
confidence And the answers don't make sense You got to keep your hope alive You got to know you can survive This is your time to find A new direction, a brand new day A new direction, things are gonna change You can find the strength to go a different way, yeah The time has come, your dreams will take Never been